0: This is Stormtrooper 1 In case you were just way too busy To listen to our last show This
1: is what you missed The Nickelodeon show Yeah isn't it's it a Nickelodeon
0: like, ca- They only show it on YouTube So yeah, it's okay. on their YouTube, uh, YouTube channel That should be
1: red flag number one Because originally <laughs> When they had announced this show It was supposed to debut Exclusively On Disney, Disney Plus Why the fuck Would you broadcast something only on YouTube Kids?
0: Yeah, and they've released two episodes. Two episodes on their only on their YouTube kids channel.
1: You would think when they're trying to push and bring people to Disney Plus that they would release this. A little disappointing, I'm sure, for Ahmad Best. He's a fuck. I can't get it right. I thought I was going to be on Disney Plus. I'm on fucking YouTube. Hey, mom, look, I'm a fucking YouTube YouTuber. star. Exactly. Meets not back very much. <laughs> <laughs> Warning: From the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily
2: offended, do not. On so your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal humanity. I am a Jedi. Like my father, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, hello, welcome, we're here in the cockpit with uh, David, David's on my lap But we're not We're not being it's very uncomfortable Well, it's Pride Month, so I figured, you know what, just sit down and um, relax
0: <laughs> Why can't I just sit down like,
1: like the child? You know, just what? sit behind you So you want to, okay, I want to be behind me, I see where you're going with this Hey listen, I'm okay with it uh, and also, hello, Dave. How are you doing? Good. All right, Raina. Hello.
3: Hi. I'm glad I got my own seat.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. I forgot you. Uh, well, you know it's Pride Month. You know, so I figured it doesn't really. It kind of con. It conflicts with the entire <laughs> agenda. With the agenda. There's no straight sex. In fact, it's not allowed in the entire month of June. There's no. There's no flirting with the with the opposite sex. It's only same sex jokes. Uh, touching, petting, if you will, just in celebration. It's it's the way you respect. Observe the holiday. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just got to sit over here by myself.
1: I guess so, yeah. And watch. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can invite a, a lady to come um, sit with you, and then it will be appropriate. We don't uh, want to take away go. the only month they have. Okay? It's only fair. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, you and I are about to embark, and Reyna, into lots of Star Wars news. Surprisingly, despite the fact that we just had a show last week dedicated to news.
0: Very surprising, honestly. There's a lot
1: more. A lot. Number one on our list is the announcement that was uh, dropped on all of us that we've been waiting for. Honestly, we've been waiting to hear this. And it's the fact that Star Wars Celebration has been canceled. Yes. Amid coronavirus pandemic.
0: It's unfortunate, but... A lot of us were already expecting this, especially after San Diego Comic-Con canceled. Yeah, I feel like we were just kind of,
1: we were just, we were waiting for it to happen. In fact, we were surprised. I believe Bobby and I were talking about it because we were trying to get our press passes. And I was like, listen, it's not going to happen. It's only a matter of time before they drop this announcement. There's no way they're going to
0: say, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's do this. You know, let's go ahead and let's tempt fate. Yeah, and it, it, on top of that, now this just makes me wonder, I know D23 is scheduled to be later, later in the year.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be canceled, too.
0: Do you think it's going to go yeah. that far?
1: Everything that is going to be canceled this year. A lot of people are talking to that. Yeah, hey, well, there's possibilities that we may open up certain things. like, But yes, you know, restaurants, maybe some bars, places where you can control the population, you know, control people. Then yeah, I see those things opening up. But cons, you can't really control the flow no. of people. It's well, you're gonna have twenty people at a time walking through a hallway and going to panels and no, you it's it's one of those things. It's like concerts. You you either gonna have a
0: concert or you're not. Yeah. You're not gonna try to control the audience. It's big events like that that I'm wondering how far are we going to actually cancel. And it's actually I'm I'm starting to get like what you're saying is like I think the whole year we're not going to get it it's, yeah, gonna it's probably bust. come it's probably going to come back next year. David 2020 is
1: the year of just failures. <laughs> Nothing nothing's going to happen. And if this is any evidence of that Star Wars celebration isn't even rescheduling for next year.
0: Yeah, that's the scary thing.
1: It's been delayed 2 years. Yes. So if they had thought that, hey, guys, everything will be great next year. We're going to schedule it for that date next year. See you guys in 2021. No, no.
0: They said, fuck it. 2022. Yep. They basically Mm. they basically kind of are going back to like the old ways of celebration where uh, I used to remember where Star Wars celebration was like every four years. Yeah. And I honestly think that I wasn't too, too surprised when they announced that, oh, we're going to also cancel next year. Yeah. But we're going to push it to 2022.
1: Yeah. I had thought they would push it a year, but in light of all the coronavirus spikes and, and whatnot, there's just no way they're going to be ready to go by 2021.
0: Yeah. Plus, 20, uh, 2020, there's not very much that they can actually put out there. The only thing that, that we to put mind out there. Like, say, for example, to actually build a uh, uh, build a Star Wars celebration around, because usually they build around, like, the movies or oh, yeah. even Clone Wars at that time. Currently, right now, the only thing that they can build off of is Mandalorian.
1: Again. Yeah. Yeah, because that's all they have at this point is the Mandalorian. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they had all these plans, and um, it's all been put into carbonite, pretty much. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, we're going to put this away. Yeah, so Star Wars Celebration is the latest big entertainment event to be upended by the ongoing novel coronavirus pandemic. The convention organized by ReadPop. I thought Repop had been let go. I thought they had been fired. I thought so, too. Interesting. Uh, in partnership with Lucasfilm, has been canceled ahead of its late summer date. It's the first time the event has been canceled in Celebration history. The event was scheduled to run from August 27th through the 30th at Anaheim Convention Center. Yep. At Star Wars Celebration, the health and safety of our fans, attendees, exhibitors, guests, and staff is always our number one priority. Organizers said in a statement Monday, due to the global impact of the COVID-19 virus and in speaking with local and state authorities on the latest public health guidelines related to indoor conventions, we have made the decision to cancel Star Wars Celebration. Fans, of course, are able to get refunds, any fans who purchase tickets can receive a refund or have their tickets transferred to the next Star Wars Celebration. What would you do, Dave? Would you just have your tickets transferred two years down the road? Like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen in two years? That's a good point. I want my money. I'm
0: like, no, give me my money back That's now. a good point. Yeah. However, I would actually, just because I've been through the convention circuit a lot, I would actually push my tickets. Because yeah. in two years... The tickets could be extremely expensive at that point.
1: What if they charge you more for that? You know,
0: the, and they prorate the, it up. The, uh, and that's the thing is kind of like if you push it to to the following year or the, or the following celebration, they're not uh, most likely they're not going to charge you extra.
1: Uh, you think? Yeah, this is Disney you're talking about. D- here.
0: This is this is Disney, but
1: I mean, they like might normal- say, I could see them sending an email saying, "Hey, even though you have your tickets, you pushed them back this year." There is an increase of $10 more, so please pay up. Well,
0: uh, I wouldn't put it past Disney, but normal convention terms, that's what usually happens. Yeah. Is they, they push, res- they they uh, they respect the, yeah. the, the, the price that you paid the price. day of.
2: Yeah.
3: Because okay. you don't get to see anything. They have to honor, hey, you paid for entertainment that wasn't provided, so they need to honor what, you know.
2: Yeah. What Although, you you know for,
3: what, basically, even if you didn't pay ten dollars more last time, That's what's gonna be problem.
0: what's gonna be really interesting? Thinking about how they pushed it to twenty twenty two, and I want to ask you about this, Mike. Uh-huh. Do you think Kathleen Kennedy's even gonna be there? No, she's done. She's done. Right? Yeah, she
1: won't. She should send a letter like ISIS. So
0: I won't see you guys. <laughs> so so it's kind of like. It's going to be very different in 2022, like Weird. normally what they, they normally have. It's going to be a whole new landscape, man. It's going to be by, a whole new by landscape. By that
1: point, we're probably going to be up to season four of Mandalorian. Think about it. Okay. Then we're going to probably have at least one season of Obi-Wan. Yes. We'll have a lot more news pertaining to the next round of films. There'll be a lot to talk about. But I think this next year is going to be pretty quiet, especially with the fact that you're dealing with the whole coronavirus. Yes, Mm -hmm. production has officially been slated to reopen for film and TV, but there's still a lot of learning to do. There's going to be a learning curve for a while to figure out how you can do certain things now that you have to take into account, you know, basically being a clean person.
0: And then on, on top of that, you have to throw the fact that one of the big selling points of this year was the High Republic. And well, they that, got that, yeah. that got pushed back that got pushed back to next year
1: yeah so a lot of things to be sad about but also a lot of things to be happy about Dave because out of nowhere with no hint or preview Lucasfilm dropped a nugget on us a nu- no more than a nugget a rock of gold a brick of gold let's just call it <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons Dude. takes to the skies on October 6th second but you can pre-order it now Dave there was no rumors about this right no rumors at all okay because I, when this dropped
0: I'm like wait a second did I miss something I don't remember hearing about this at all well no because like everything from EA's side was radio silence they did not say anything all everything was pointing to the sequel for Fallen Jedi uh, Fallen Jedi Order right yeah and squad uh, squadrons wasn't even even talked about. Uh, there has been a, uh, a lot of fans wanting a game like this where we finally get to actually go into the cockpits of all of our favorite, you know, uh, ve- uh, vehicles and everything. and but finally there wasn't even get
1: speculation, out. though. That's what I'm saying. Like official speculation, no
0: speculation at all. Yeah, so,
1: it's pretty crazy, and I'm hoping that this isn't this better. Yeah, I'm excited for it, but it better not be just Battlefront 2 reworked into Squadron because Battlefront 2 has a multiplayer cockpit fighting element. Cock they have an entire they have. In fact, you can spend the entire game if you want just playing within ships. So they're in order for this to really stand out. They're going to have to do something unique for this specific game. Yeah. Otherwise, people will be like, well, I'm just going to play Battlefront 2 and continue my, my uh, level here, my level up. Well, dude. My leveling I mean, like, up. I, when I did first... read
3: that in the game, you have to, you basically have to know how to operate the instruments and the monitors surrounding you. So it's yeah. not just flying but, and shooting. You need to operate the cockpit well, as it's gonna you be, are the pilot.
0: It's going to be a mixture of uh, normal... Flight simulator with VR. VR? Yeah. It's going oh. to be a mixture of that because that's, you're you're going to be able. That's too much. You don't have to, <laughs> but but there's going to be the option to play the game in VR mode. Listen,
1: all of this sounds very enticing, David, but I, I when I play a game, I want to feel like I'm playing a game. I don't want to feel like I'm working. I'm like, listen, <laughs> options, you, you don't, know, you don't want to. stress. No. You I want, want the... to have one hand on the joystick
0: and one hand on my penis. Okay. <laughs> I can't do that when I'm trying to work consoles. That's why I was really impressed with EA's... Uh, pretty much like they just blasted everybody with this because the way they did it they dropped the first trailer yeah and the first trailer was all cinematic and then everyone was like saying oh what about the gameplay two days later the ea goes here's the gameplay trailer you finally get to see it and it it gave me hope put it that way and oh, that a says hope, a lot David, a new hope yeah. a new hope it gives me hope that we're going to finally get the the Star Wars flight simulator game that we've been wanting for decades. Yeah, Because when you see it, dude, I don't know if you saw the gameplay trailer. I I watched
1: the gameplay trailer, yeah.
0: That in VR is
1: going to be intense. I'm, listen, (laughs) I'm open-minded about it, but I've never been a fan of any of the space flight games for Star Wars. I've bought all of them. Yeah, I've purchased all of them too. Yeah, you've mentioned that in the past. I've never been that big of a fan of it. I want to feel like... I want to be a character. You know, my dreams and fantasies is more about not being me. I don't want to be me, David. I'm boring. (laughs) That's why I want to be Luke. I want to be someone else. When I'm in the cockpit, I'm just me in a spaceship. This isn't fun. Can I be Han Solo in
3: a spaceship? What about Knights of the Old Republic? I mean, I know that's not a flight simulator, but you get to be yourself, but you get to... Yes, I like that. Yeah, the yes. original okay. MMO.
1: Yes, I yes sure. the I was MMO. Like, That's a
3: game you can get into and not be a main character.
1: Yes, I do like that. So, All right, so the article says, it's time for a new entry in the Star Wars gaming universe. Electronic Arts, Motive Studios, and Lucasfilm just unveiled Star Wars Squadrons. It's amazing how they can keep, certain things a secret it goes to show you that disney are and lucasfilm are kings at keeping and controlling the information flow and it goes to show you that the things that are leaked are probably because they want it to be leaked intentional intentionally like chris miller and phil lord news there's certain things they want to get out there because if they can keep Baby Yoda a secret and they can keep this game a secret, that means they can control the information flow all they want. The flow of information. Because this is a big deal. And the fact that no one knew about it is just is amazing. Uh, so this is going to be a new title, Star Wars Squadrons, with both a single player story and a multiplayer component. <clears throat> Squadrons will feature space dogfights throughout the Star Wars universe. It takes place following the events that unfold a Star Wars Return of the Jedi, which means you'll duke it out during the final days of the Galactic Empire, right before the dawn of the New Republic. Squadrons will launch on October 2nd. That's just a few short months away. Yes, it is. Uh, And pre-orders are now open for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC,
0: and VR. Yeah. That's why I said about the VR element. That, mm. It gives it the option. Okay, they say VR. Does VR. this mean Oculus? Yes. Any of the VR platforms. Well, I'm going to buy it for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Because that, the Vader Immortal game. Oh, Vito, Vader Immortal was awesome. The limit of your arena that you can play in was how big your home is. You can move wherever you want. So, all right. So during EA play, additional information was shared about Star Wars squadrons, single player campaign by way of the first trailer showcasing gameplay in action. Players will take to the skies in the ship of their choice straight from the cockpit. As they must keep up, as you guys were saying, with instruments and monitors surrounding them. That's just too much, though. I don't know if I want to do that.
3: You can do it. You can do it.
1: Just too much. What if I'm high while I'm playing? Well, what I if mean, I'm drunk? you well, remember when you're
3: on VR if you can actually flick it with it. Okay, that didn't sound right. <laughs> no. If you can actually touch switches like- and things with your hands while you're in you know VR mode, Mike. Mm-hmm. You remember, I like touching
1: you- switches and things yeah. with my hands during VR mode. It's remember,
0: fun. yeah. Remember when we did the VR VR uh Vader Immortal, yeah, playthrough. You enjoyed actually (laughs) touching
1: absolutely everything. (laughs) That's true. I did. I went around acting like an idiot. I was all excited. You're right. I just like to complain, Dave. Have you learned this about me? It's what I do. (laughs) So as far as familiar faces from the Star Wars universe go, characters like General Hera. Yes, she is. From Star Wars Rebels will be making her return to the universe alongside characters from both sides of the conflict, including the Rebel Alliance and the Empire.
0: Yeah.
3: Nice.
0: Hey, yeah, this sounds pretty exciting. And the uh, on top of that, I'm really surprised with the starting price for it. I know, dude. What forty bucks? Forty bucks. It's oh, thirty nine. It's thirty nine ninety nine. So I oh. was like, when I first saw that, I was going, "Wait a minute!" So a forty dollar, forty dollar Star Wars game that has all of this. Okay, EA's got me interested. And, uh, and a lot of people basically said this is. A lot of people think that this is. EA's way of trying to get back the license. They, because they have to prove <laughs> that they could come out with doubted. a competent game. Yeah. Like, hey guys, hey guys, don't, don't, don't take it away.
1: Don't take it away. We're making games, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, what's going to happen when they fuck this up? <laughs>
0: that's that's
3: see mike i'm trying to be positive Hey guys <laughs> right he didn't before, say if he said when they fuck it up
1: that fortunately right before the lease we're gonna announce that there's gonna be a loot crate option a loot option is that what it's called Dave? yeah a loot crate a loot crate and uh you can also pay to if you want extra special designs yeah, get the special fighters, dude. It's gonna be in the game. There's gonna be something like that. EA can't yeah, help themselves. It does themselves. say they're
3: customizable. It doesn't specify, but it's fucking EA, so we know how exactly. that Exactly.
1: So e- EA can't Shit. help themselves, dude. They they did they did right by the fans with Fallen Order.
0: But even then, they didn't give much, <laughs>
1: <It> do- <laughs> much. Wait, wait,
3: wait. It does say it appears these customizations will be offered through ranking up. But then again, you could also pay to rank up, pay yeah. to rank fuck. up. So like,
2: <laughs>
0: so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I honestly think that just because of the, uh, the coming from a video game stance, EA has not done well with the license. It's been well recorded and there's been threats that Disney slash Lucasfilm have been discussing taking away the license oh, yeah. from EA. Yeah. Ever since their fuck up of battlefront two the only way that they can they can put all uh, put all everything at ease is if they put out a stellar game that will break records.
1: Because a lot of people don't credit Fallen Order to just them because Respawn, which is what, their sister yeah, company? their sister company. Respawn's really the company that handled most of the development and release strategies. Well, remember
0: in the celebration when they first announced <laughs> Fallen Order and all of a sudden me and you are st- sitting there and all of a sudden they go, oh, here's the d- director for <laughs> Fallen Order. Yeah. Everyone wave. Okay, they, onward. <laughs> yeah, they specifically mentioned that
1: there'll be nobody from EA here. Just Respawn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you put your people out in the crowd. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, Dave, let's move on. The next bit of news here that's definitely worthy of discussion and probably the thing that I'm most excited for. There's a rumor, Dave, that we're going to be getting an animated spinoff series to Star Wars The Clone Wars. Now, at first, I'm like, eh, we're done with that. Let's... Yeah, that's just me. You know, again, I like to be miserable, Dave. So at first I'm like, yeah, let's just move on. I thought we were moving past all this now. I thought we were moving forward. But then another rumor dropped on us about six or seven hours later. More news had surfaced pertaining to this. And apparently, if we are to believe these rumors, this Clone Wars spinoff series is supposed to focus on the Bad Batch.
0: Yes, meaning Bad Batch and Echo.
1: Yes. Now if that's the case, I'm on board because then it also I don't want to say justifies cuz I had no problem with it, but the the first 4 episodes of season 7, the final season, were pretty much focused on the bad batch. Yes. And then what? In fact, I even said this on our review. I'm like, well, it's kind of sad because we get these new characters, we like them, and then the show's over. We're never going to see them again. That kind of sucks. Do you remember I said
0: that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of the negatives you you put to the final episode with them in it. Well, it would make sense
1: if they were to do this because then it justifies why they had focused four episodes of the final season on the Bad Batch. And yes, yeah. people can say, well, this was in the works for many Years long before the show got canceled. This was a story and it was. But also when you're given a budget. To finish your season. You could have just. Got rid of those episodes. Condensed them for whatever reason. To focus on. Closing out the more important. Relevant elements. To your Clone War series. But if Filoni chose to say. Fuck it we're going to continue. As planned with the Bad Batch. It must mean he did have an inkling that they would continue this storyline.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is kind of like also to continue with the bad batch storyline with echo, you had to finish up Rex, Ahsoka and Anakin. You had to finish them up because you're dealing with having to juggle that. And let's face it. Everyone's going to be wanting to see the final chapters that we got with Ahsoka, Rex and Anakin. Now with that out of the way, they can focus all on the Bad Batch and Echo and now focus on the aftermath of Order 66. Yeah. That's the that, uh, that's what I think is the main story arc for this spinoff is we all know Rex escaped it. Yeah. And, and we w- all know in Future in Rebels, a couple of clones do escape it. Wolf, Gregor, all of them actually do break protocol. Yeah. This is going to probably this this series is probably going to focus on that. Is the clones basically breaking out out of that oppression?
1: Well, a few months ago, there was a report that you and I talked about that Dave Filoni was apparently working or developing a Star Wars Rebels follow up series. That was the original rumor, yeah. And we were like, okay, well, how could this work? Are we going to see Hera's story continue post Return the Jedi? You know, Kanan's dead, Ezra's missing ahsoka and sabine are off on their own there and we all know that uh, allegedly she's being cast in a live action uh, series of her own eventually if you want to believe that rumor we do know that she will be a part of the mandalorian season two in some way so it didn't really leave a a lot of room for a true star wars rebels follow-up series like well how what characters is this going to be about Uh, yeah uh, chopper and zeb i mean listen that's that would be kind of fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) But let's be honest; you can't, you know, we can't put the the importance of an entire series on the shoulders of Zeb and Chopper and Chopper. Yeah. So now the rumor is starting to make a little more sense. According to Noah Outlaw, which I'm not sure who this guy is. Let me go up here just a second here. Okay, Noah Outlaw revealed on Twitter that they've been hearing via their sources that a brand new series is in development and will feature the members of the Bad Batch. As lead characters, he explains that this spinoff series will be set after the events of the Siege of Mandalore, uh, the series finale of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and is being developed by many former Clone Wars crew members, which may or may not include Dave Filoni himself. Okay, you can't have, I'm just going to say it now, you cannot have a Clone Wars spinoff or a Rebels follow-up without Dave Filoni's involvement. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I'm not saying he needs to write every episode, but he's got to be an executive producer.
0: Yeah. He's Uh-oh, got to
1: hold on. Got it. Rain, Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Something happened. Something? Yeah. You're, you're, Uh, we were got feedback for half a second.
3: Oh, okay. I stretched. Dang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, I agree with you is kind of like, if feloni doesn't have any say in this, then I have the fear of resistance happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and we all know how resistance
1: we know how that ended. ended.
0: <laughs> we know, We all
1: know where that went. Completely so, irrelevant. Down the toilet tubes where all the shit resides. All of a
0: sudden, who was the showrunner for uh,
1: oh, Resistance? Justin Ridge. Justin,
0: Justin Ridge means he goes, I'm going to take care of Clone Wars now. You son of a bitch.
1: Listen, <laughs> no. Sorry, Justin. You out... You worn out, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> you worn out, you're welcome. <laughs> With the screaming and the fall light. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this alleged series is expected to be released in 2021 and could feature Captain Rex and Ahsoka uh, in limited roles. According to the tweets here, he says, We can 100% say that the next Star Wars animated series features the Bad Batch as the main leads. Uh, the Siege of Mandalore. And Hunter, Crosshair, Tech, Wrecker, Echo will all be back. The Bad Batch arc in Season 7 was a backdoor pilot for this new series as a way to get the audience familiar with these characters. Rex and Ahsoka will also appear in a limited capacity. Production is far along and you can expect it in 2021. Yeah, it would only make sense if Rex and Ahsoka is involved. I mean, I can't imagine them not being involved, especially if you're dealing with the time post-Revenge of the Sith and pre-New Hope. This, yeah. is, this is right where Ahsoka's at. Yes. I mean, in fact, they can connect her story directly to uh, the formation of the Rebel Alliance and her, the role she played as Fulcrum.
0: As she becomes Fulcrum, yeah.
1: Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But, I can't imagine the- Filoni. I know Filoni doesn't own these characters in any way, shape, or form. But I can't imagine them doing something like this and not including Filoni in the creative process. That's the thing. It, it would be insanity for Lucasfilm to greenlight a project like this that's directly connected to his creations and they don't involve him in some way.
0: Because we know that Filoni is very protective of his characters, especially Ahsoka. So yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't allow people to use those characters without his quote-unquote okay his consent. His consent.
1: You always need consent. <laughs> Isn't that right, I don't David? No,
3: I want to know where these guys got the, this information from. Like, where? What is their source? Uh, that's, what what I this,
1: that's what I was looking for too. That's what I was looking for. They're
3: podcasters. They have a podcast. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical. Is all I'm saying.
1: So am I. But there was a rumor that Filoni was working on a follow up for Rebels. So yes. Okay. Yeah, these people do create their own headlines at times in hopes to get likes and people listening to their podcast. I know their tricks. We don't ever do that, Dave. We don't. No. We usually just get angry at producers and <laughs> showrunners. And,
0: <laughs> and say met, uh, very bad things about people.
1: Yeah. That's how we get our attention. <laughs> through negative behavior. <laughs> We're like those kids in school that don't get attention, so we want at least negative attention. You know, by putting the gum in the teacher's hair, and you know, pulling <laughs> the cute girl's hair when we're flirting,
0: stuff snapping like that. Her bra.
1: No, I did say snapping her bra, Dave. I did. That's that's just not right. Even when you're three. <laughs> just joking. I remember those days. <laughs> remember those days. <laughs> All right, so Adam Driver planned a backstory for Kylo Ren. So we're gonna be switching gears here. Poor Adam Driver. This <laughs> has been hit in the interwebs pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> because all i'm surprised adam driver opened up about this it kind of shows you that he's in his own world now he's kind of in that post return of the jedi harrison ford area where hey i'm a star now and i can kind of just say what i want because <laughs> Pretty much. it doesn't really matter because adam driver is without a doubt the biggest thing to come from the sequel era like he is the big swing and dick now there is poe dameron what's his name oscar isaacs He'll probably be second in terms of fame. John Boyega might be a close third. Uh, Daisy Ridley can't get a job. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) it's sad, but true. And I really like her, but she just can't. It seems like the big star to come from this franchise or this new trilogy is Adam Driver. So he can kind of say what he wants. He's not a disrespectful douche. So he's not like he's going to say anything rude but he isn't afraid to just say hey you know this is what I had planned this is what I thought we were going to do and there's not going to be backlash from Hollywood saying they're never going to employ him any longer because at this point they would be lucky to even have him because he's a box office straw at this point pretty much so Adam Driver planned a backstory for Kylo Ren that never made it into his Star Wars films the backstory may not be included but you can see it running deep through Adam Driver's performance which I think we can all agree is the best part of the three movies is Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren turned to the dark side after waking up one night during his training to find mentor Luke Skywalker thinking of killing him. But what if his anger started developing long before that? The magician's author, Lev Grossman, is finally sharing outtakes from his big 2019 Vanity Fair preview of The Rise of Skywalker, which was first major which was the first major feature written on the final entry of the Skywalker saga. Grossman spoke to the entire cast for the article. Uh, See, He left out something big, he says, Adam Driver's backstory for Kylo Ren. I think probably the thing that was missing for me, I wanted to see more about Kylo's childhood, Grossman said of the latest Star Wars trilogy. I thought they would go back to show us more about why he turned to the dark side. Adam Driver had a lot of interesting thoughts about Ben Solo's childhood. This is actually something Adam Driver said, Grossman continued. He said that both Han Solo and Leia were way too self-absorbed and into this idea of themselves as heroes to really be attentive parents in the way a young and tender Kylo really needed. There wasn't really that much of it in the movie, so I just think we have to assume his childhood sucked. That's a valid point because they never expressed why he had so much hatred toward his father. Toward his father
0: and partly to his mother too, but
1: but mostly to Solo. When he was talking to Ray and oh, you something, he alluded to the fact that Ray had hoped that Solo would be the father she never had, and he told her that you would be disappointed. Yes. And we never got more. out We never that. got more out of it. And I I agree with with Grossman and a and driver here. This is something I think you and I both had said. I don't think it was in our reviews, but it was in our our overall. I think you can kind of listen to our show shows and get the general gist that we also feel the same way. Yeah. Like Adam Driver is by far the best character of the new trilogy. But at the same time. We don't really know a whole lot about him and his past, which is what the trilogy should have been about. It shouldn't have been about Ray, the daughter of Palpatine, because that makes no fucking sense in the Skywalker saga. It should have been about Ben fucking Solo, who's a Skywalker.
0: And on top of that, maybe this was because of, honestly, me and you have stated that Am Driver's performance in the whole trilogy is one of the best points of the whole Trilogy is, is his delivery and his performance as Kylo Ren. And the whole story of Kylo Ren was really, really fascinating. You have this moment where during his performances, you kind of get this hint that Kylo Ren is more than just being an emo douchebag. He's not just basically, you know, crying of how life was unfair. There seemed to be something very traumatizing about his childhood more than just him waking up and finding out that his uncle is trying to kill him there. Yes. It was just like what you said about Han Solo, the the times that he acts opposite Harrison Ford, there's almost like this very deep intensity that Adam driver taps into that makes Kylo Ren more than just a whiny emo brat. He's a, he's a, he's almost a child that was neglected. neglected by his father and And they kind of jumped in
1: to that a bit in some of the tie-in material specifically the solo book the one with Lando and Solo the one that we reviewed they kind of delved into the fact that uh, Han Solo wasn't really prepared to be a father and he almost wanted to run away from his responsibilities it
0: was one of the it it was one of the points in the books that I thought was really well done was showing Leia and Han Kind of inept as parents because yeah. Leia, Leia's off being trying to be this ambassador and be this general and be this almost like this symbol of the new of the new She's republic. She's a modern woman. Uh Don't Me- you hate <laughs> on her for that? And, and, and meanwhile, her son who needs her at home
3: is like galaxies away. It, it, that's
1: old fashioned thinking. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Han wasn't. I mean, like in the Leia book, I think it was Princess of Alderaan. Yeah, Han yeah. wasn't fucking doing shit. Well, yeah, yeah. you know. And, then, and and in the, I mean, he did obviously later on in the book. But I mean, for a while there, it kind of alludes to him kind of just being stay-at-home but dad, but not really being a good one. Exactly, yeah, I, I and just, that's
0: what it touched on in the Lando book. Uh, even
3: I
1: hate this. I I, I don't. I, we're tapping into a whole other topic, but I, I do not like that they did this to our heroes. I hate it. When you look at what they did, Luke ran away. Leia couldn't be a good mother. She allowed her son to fall fall to the dark Dark side. side. Han Solo ran away from his entire family because he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. Lando just left and disappeared (laughs) because he's too old. His flying days are over. He just abandoned his friends. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Really? This is what you do to the heroes? You just make them
0: all just turn into kind of just... Like, yeah, deadbeats. And it's sad because I mean, as a writer uh, talking as a writer, Mike, you want to give your characters flaws, though. Well, okay, right. Flaws are fine,
1: Dave, but that's what the original trilogy worked through. You I'm not saying that the end of Return of the Jedi, everyone becomes a better person, but they kind of do. That was the point. That was the point. Han Solo finally faced his demons and refused to live a selfish life. He made the sacrifice. He threw away his preconceptions of what he wanted his life to be, you know, flying at the seat of his pants. And is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. And just living, you know, life, fun and fancy free, making money. Being a smuggler. Yeah. He gave that up for a cause. He believed in a cause. Luke believed in a cause. Leia believed in the cause. At the end of the day, they all just kind of abandoned that that development as heroes. They They became something else entirely. And honestly, Dave, yes, you're right. We want our characters to be complicated. We want them to be flawed. And I think bottom line, the problem is not, and I think I've said this before, the problem isn't what we received in the sequel trilogy with these characters. It's the fact that. We weren't privy to their ups and downs. So let's say we actually watch their journey to this point. Then I think a lot of us can sit back and say, Wow, that's a sad journey, but hey, it makes sense. We we saw we saw it all happen before our eyes and we can understand how Solo, Leia, Lando, Luke went from A to Z, whereas we never saw the in between. Yes. And I think that's why so many people had a problem with where Luke was, because at the end of Return of the Jedi, we get this sense of that it's a new era for Luke and that he's going to be able to bring order to the galaxy and create a new generation of Jedi. And we just fast forward past all of that and we never see it. And we go right into a Luke that has failed. I'm Like, wait a second. We never got to enjoy the spoils. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's the problem. And that's what people don't understand when they want to argue about these movies and how it all makes sense. I'm Like, it makes sense if we saw it. We went from Return of the Jedi to this. To this. That's the problem. And again, hey, listen, that's what's going to happen when you're dealing with
0: 30 year gap in movies. And you know what's the sad part? Thinking about, like, back to this article, how cool would it have been if they actually ran with what Adam Driver was thinking about? Yeah. Well, If If they actually showed that. The story of Kylo Ren would have been so compelling at that point. That's what they should have done.
1: And without sounding like a doucher, at the end of the day, they made the bad decisions with the movie they decided to tell. They should have been more nuanced. They should have focused the story a bit more. And the story should have been about Skywalker. Should have been about Adam Driver's character. Should have been about Kylo Ren. And if they had developed a really good story, we wouldn't have even needed to see Luke or Han Solo. Or Leia. Yeah sure it would make sense. That they would be someplace, They'd play some part. But we wouldn't have stressed out so much. That when are we going to see them again? When are we going to see Luke? When are we going to see Lando? When are we going to see Han Solo? The fact that they never managed to grab the audience. With that one character. Until way later with Kylo Ren. What was I saying?
3: <laughs> oh my god, really?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I I feel like because they they wasted time and didn't really focus on developing a true character that people can rally behind, no one cared. No one cared. No one cared, no one cared by the third movie cuz they're like, "Wait a second, so the guy we should care about is interesting, definitely Kylo Ren, but He's the villain. He's the bad guy. We know what's going to happen to him by the end of the story. He can't just live a happy life. He's got to pay some type of comeuppance for killing his father. So we kind of knew the direction it was going in. Nobody, no one, unfortunately, really rallied behind Ray. Even unfortunately, though, Unfortunately, yes. Even though I thought she was charismatic and I liked her quite a bit on screen. She had good screen presence. It just her story just never really resonated. So going back to this topic here, Adam Driver's planned backstory... That's what they should have focused on. The entire new trilogy should have focused on one character and really flesh it out. That's what should happen. I happened.
3: think in 10 yeah. or 15 years, they'll do a prequel.
1: <laughs> I kind of hope not. I think.
3: It'll come full circle. I know. <laughs> exactly. Hey, guys, another prequel.
1: Yeah, all right. Let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll jump into the rest of our news topics. We'll be right back. Fair. Yeah. No effort for that one. Life is short. Fuck. I like that, too. Oh, God. In the most recent study, the site found 30% of its female users are having cyber sex with their affair partners, and 14% of its male users are wow, having virtual sex if, with theirs. If you're choosing... Okay, if I'm in a relationship with said female, let's say, and she's choosing... Cybersex over a real dick I mean just fucking end my life Like listen honey, you want to divorce me, tell me And then take this knife And slit my wrist and my throat And cut my cock off Because I, I have no reason to live If you're cheating on me and you hate me that bad And you're actually trying to have Cybersex Not even real sex
3: not even. Thank you. Not even. Really? That's it. my point. That's my point, Thomas. <laughs>
2: it's fucking
3: embarrassing. Thank you. <laughs>
0: oh man, that one hit close to home. I think. Yeah, I think
2: that trigger that was a trigger oh my
0: god trigger. the
1: rain man show exclusively on rain man digital head over to rainmandigitalmedia.com for more details or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts
2: six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to AdamandEve.com now. Get 50% off, plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no, no free stuff. stuff. That's Rainman at AdamandEve.com. No.
1: No. No. You must go. Welcome back everyone to Star Wars from The Back to Tank. Okay, Dave, so I'm really jealous of the people that live in the United Kingdom because <laughs> they are getting a very special treat for the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. They are releasing a 4K restoration in the cinemas. David, I don't even know what a 4K Empire Strikes Back looks like. Oh what my does it God, look dude. like, David? Can you imagine how fucking gorgeous that should look? That's gonna, would look
0: uh, that that will probably blow away th- stuff we see today.
1: Dude, I am so jealous. According to numerous reports to celebrate the 40th anniversary, Empire Strikes Back is returning to the big screen. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back turned 40 last month to mark the landmark. Landmark anniversary, it's getting a 4K cinema re-release and some fantastic posters to adorn one of the four walls you've been busy staring at these past few months. (laughs) So clever. And a move designed to tempt the public back into UK cinemas of you will be showing Empire Strikes Back once its cinemas reopen, presumably in early July Variety also reports that Disney is shopping around several more of its classics in a bid to build up. I don't give a shit about that.
0: Honestly, dude, th- this is actually a brilliant idea to bring back people into cinemas in Europe because there, th- if there's one thing that w- we have learned as fans is Europe. The European star Wars fans are so passionate about the franchise But they can honestly carry things. I mean, you got to remember, Star Wars Celebration kind of first started in Europe.
1: Yeah. It's pretty (laughs) big out there.
0: And it's huge out there. So to actually say, okay, we're going to bring arguably everyone's favorite Star Wars film to reopen cinemas. It's a brilliant maneuver in, in, in UK.
1: Yeah. Now, this version is available on Disney+. But I also yeah. don't have a giant theatrical screen exactly. that projects 4K. So, yes, even if I had a 4K TV, it wouldn't satisfy me, Dave, because I want to see it in 4K on a big, giant theater screen.
0: On a big, giant theater screen with theater sound.
1: Dave, if they were to tell me, hey, we're oh, going to.
0: yeah. With theater sound.
1: If they were to tell me, hey, we're going to release this in a coronavirus infested theater. And there <laughs> is probably a 90% chance you would get coronavirus. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Corona um, me up. I'm going in.
3: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say whether or not it's going to, if they're going to try this in America. But I do know that in the past, they've always tried things, tested, if you will, people across the pond yeah. first, tried something like it. And then if it works, they bring it to America. They bring it to America. It was like, we're always the last to get these cool, you know, fucking events.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine... Them not doing it over here. If it's a huge success over there, I can't imagine Disney and all their greed is like, nah, we're not going to release it here. Eh, not going to do it. (laughs) I just don't see it, especially if they want to get people back in the theaters. This is the way they're going to do it. And there's a lot of. Production houses now doing this in studios that are now trying to get people back into the theaters and they're already planning special events because there there's not going to be a whole lot of movies for the foreseeable future because production has halted a lot of movies are going straight to video on demand they can't afford at this point to even put out into the theater they don't want to take the risk that. This movie isn't going to resonate at the box office because people are afraid. So a good compromise is, hey, let's put out some of these classics. Well, also, let's see how
0: it works. Also, I don't think people understand when production halted for during coronavirus, having a year of production in filmmaking standards uh, happen is like saying you're not going to see movies for at least two to three years. Wait, wait, what? A year?
1: Wait, hold on a second. You're saying what? that because we delayed six months. That it's six be-
0: months. But basically, my, the, uh, since we delayed for six months, that basically, essentially, there's not going to be any new movies coming out with brand new content for maybe, what would you say, a year and a half? Because
1: production um, has to kick up. A, a, oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So yeah. You're- so six months, and then six months getting back into production. There's lots of new rules and regulations that, that are going to hinder production. So brand yeah, new productions, you brand I, I, new
0: productions are going to be finished till about a year, year and a half. Yeah,
1: I think the bigger movies, like the big ones, will be fine because they have the the money to throw at whatever they need to get done. But the more smaller films. I'm talking like the the more like say the middle between the one slightly under the the summer uh, superhero films
0: like the like the fifty fifty million and under yes fifty million and under yeah th- it's gonna be a while yeah you're right it's gonna be a while it's gonna be a while, be a while. and I agree uh, you, you know you guys made the comment that this is ha- this is a brilliant ploy to actually bring in audiences again just bring out the classics redo them up get people comfortable again to go see the cinemas. Now, I'd lo- I'd like to say that they're going to see what Empire Strikes Back does in Europe and say, hey, we got to do it in the USA. But
1: I don't know. Did you say the US of A? Or US of what, a? what are you
0: celebrating the <laughs> USA? Like, it's, it's a
1: good old US, US of a. a.
3: US of A. But Is like, this Tony? Yeah,
0: pretty much. I'm having Tony-itis. Oh, yeah. But I just don't For some strange reason, I just don't see production companies out here doing that. Yeah, that's just me thinking about like how production houses are like. Like you're talking about releasing, releasing, releasing old movies. You don't see them doing it. Yeah, it's a taboo, dude. Um, It's a taboo. You see it. You see it in like small theaters, like say, like Alamo. And Cinemark and small, really small independent theaters.
1: Yes, Cinemark for sure. Okay, so I'm confused. Why is it taboo to release old movies?
0: If you think about, if you look at like the huge chains, huge theater chains, Mm -hmm. it's very rare for them to re-release old movies that are at least a year old. You mean mass releases? Mass releases. Okay, yeah, you're not talking
1: about the specialty screenings that they have at yeah, all Yeah, not the specialty screenings. Where they have, like, we're classic talking, movie night. Yeah, you're we're talking, talking about like mass, mass releases. releases. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: And I just don't see, I don't see them doing it because it is a... T- it is a taboo for a oh, lot of people. why is it a houses. taboo, though? That's why I don't know. I can never explain it because it's one of those things that I did study back no, in film it tab- history. No, but
1: why is it a taboo? Like, why won't they do it?
0: I think it's just because they don't want to step on the toes of other projects that they might have pushed already. Huh. So it's kind of like a staggering effect. You don't want to actually keep showing the old stuff that you've done. You want to show people new stuff and get them constantly going into the theater. I'll be honest, I don't really follow you, David, on this one, but it's all right.
3: Yeah, I'm not agreeing with you on this, David. It's
0: it's something that I have studied in, in film history that I've always been fascinated with with the theater distribution companies.
1: You're, I just don't understand the taboo aspect. That's why I'm not really making a connection. Are you saying that they don't do it because of, like, contract deals? Contract deals, yeah. Okay, well, then... So-
3: the, the At least like I speak that.
1: David. I speak David. Yeah. You, okay, well, yeah.
3: you speak, you speak, you speak David. But I mean, <laughs> this is Star Wars. Yeah. I, so if Star Wars decides they're going to release it, then it's going to fucking get released. Re, yeah, David, that's a whole other topic.
1: There, there yeah. are issues with contracts and because believe it or not, people need to get paid. If you're changing the venue, uh, there's a reason why I can't put a projector right now outside my house and invite friends to come watch it that's technically against the law it's yeah it's against law you have to pay there's there's fees that you have to pay so that's why a lot of studios won't do that because it's just too many you know uh legality hoops to jump through for for silly reasons for probably not that much money in return there's probably Mm -hmm. not a lot of return on investment Unless, of course, they have those specialty releases like AMC does now. And, of course, Alamo Drafthouse. They have their special movie nights where they play some of those classics. So, all right, Dave, we got way off topic. <laughs> Let's get into some Obi-Wan news and then we're going to close out today's show. Okay. Ewan McGregor. And I've seen this headline all over the place. It, I, I, It just it kind of got under my skin because... They're using it yet again to bash Phantom Menace. You know, like, oh, (laughs) Ewan McGregor's way more excited about Obi-Wan Kenobi series than the prequels. Yeah, First off, that's not accurate. In 1997, when Ewan McGregor got cast as Obi-Wan Kenobi for Phantom Menace, I guarantee you his excitement level was through the fucking roof that he was going to be in Star Wars. Yeah. Now, after Phantom Menace and he became an alcoholic. (laughs) not so much (laughs) then yes, I could, I could buy this, this headline here. So Ewan McGregor recently explained why he feels more excited about, yeah, I'm arguing even with Ewan McGregor. I don't believe him.
3: (laughs) Feels more, I mean, the, the title is misleading. Yeah.
1: He says he feels more excited about the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series than he was when he filmed the star Wars prequels. McGregor told AC nation that he feels excited. His upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series will use VFX technology. And there's the story, which is often used in the Mandalorian. It is essentially projects projects imagery on led screens, which can be used in sets. So actors feel like they're in those real locations. So they're going to be utilizing, which I don't, I didn't think that they wouldn't. In fact, didn't we talk about this, Dave? Didn't you ask me, do you think they'll use the same technology? Yes. Yeah.
0: It was in one, one of the last shows that yeah. we did. And finish. I said, of course, like, why wouldn't
1: they? It would only make sense. Why would they say, no, you guys use shitty technology for this series? <laughs> see you <laughs> later, fuckers. Uh, McGregor explained why he feels more excited for this upcoming series compared to the prequels. I think I'm going to enjoy it much more. The prequels were all blue screen and green screen, and it was hard to imagine. But nowadays, I think things have moved on so much. And I think a lot of what you see is going to be what we see on set. I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian series, but they employ that incredible screen. It's pretty amazing. It makes you feel like you're in the place. It's going to feel realer for us actors. And I think we'll be using some of that technology on our show.
0: See, and, and that's why it, the article is misleading. He's yeah. not saying the prequels were horrible. Yeah, I
1: do. <laughs> and there's been headlines all day. Some were Ewan McGregor more excited for his new series than Phantom Menace. That's um, just
0: that uh, just fans that hate Phantom Phantom yeah, Menace. Yeah, oh, come on.
1: The guy was getting you know blowies from hot starlets and doing coke on the back of hot hookers because of the prequels. Oh I guarantee you, he was more excited at this time, <laughs> guaranteed.
0: But I do understand his his. More excitement for this just on a production value,
1: yeah, and also it's centered around Obi Wan. So as an actor, so I understand that as well. That's not a yeah. slight against the prequel. Not a slight against. He's the more prequels. excited because it's a, it's titled Obi Wan Kenobi. It's his show opposed to the prequels, which is a story of Anakin Skywalker. So yes, I I understand that. I just hate the misleading headlines. I agree with you, that. Dude. Everyone yeah. was posting today. They can't just simply say you and McGregor excited. For the chance of using new visual technology. technology. which Because honestly, that wouldn't be a sexy headline, though, for most people. Like, that sucks. I want to see some controversy.
0: Which, which honestly is something that me and you wish that a lot of people would talk about more is the advancement of technology that they were able to pull off in Mandalorian with their, I think it's called stagecraft?
1: Yeah. It's stagecraft like that, technologies.
0: Yeah. But the stuff they were able to actually do...
1: I'm just, a little, I'm a little
0: over it now. It's, uh, it's amazing.
1: It is amazing, but I'm just a little over talking about it because everybody has sent me like articles. Mike, have you seen the technology they used on Mandalorian? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you listen to my podcast? <laughs> we talked about it during episode two before it hit. It hit the headlines before it went viral, and everybody was blowing the visual effects. You and I actually broke down the visual effects, talked about what they're using because I stay up to speed on. VFX, VFX technology because that's my thing. So I was already studying it from a few trades that released the information long before it went viral. I want to say a good four months before it went viral. Yeah. So I get annoyed when people send me those headlines. I'm like, yeah, fucker. Obviously, you don't <laughs> listen to my show.
3: You're so hipster, Mike.
1: I am. He's the film hipster. You,
3: you thought it was cool before it was cool. It was, and now it's not cool anymore.
0: <laughs> cool. The only way to make it cool is to make make it sound like you and McGregor hates the prequel. Yeah, the only reason why...
1: <laughs> the only reason why... The only time I'm ever going to talk about this VFX again is if uh, they quit using it. And then I'll be like, I wish they used it more often. More often. So dumb. All right, we need to end today's show. We have ran out of time. So this does bring us to the end. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure you hit us up on our Patreon page, help us get to the next level, help us stay on the air uh, because um, I'm going to quit this son of a bitch. <laughs> so head over to patreon.com slash Rayman digital and pledge $5 or more a month. And you gain access to additional star Wars discussions and thousands of hours of other geek discussions. Thank you, David. Thank you, Raina.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Mike and David.
0: May the force be with us. Oh, yes.